A message from our sponsor, Pivot Lending Group, Littleton, Colorado. Pivot Lending Group provides a tailored mortgage lending experience with strong local builder and realtor relationships and customized loan services. We pivot to help you grow in your community and realize your personal homeownership goals. Visit us at pivotlending.com. Hi, this is Mitch Friedman with Pivot Lending Group, and today I'm honored to have TJ Carvalho, who works at Keller Williams Avenues on the Carol Kessler team. And TJ and I have been trying to connect for a while to uh, talk through TJ's experience, his career, how he got started in real estate. And TJ, welcome, and thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, thanks, Mitch, for having me. What I wanted to find out today is a few things about yourself from a business perspective. Talk a little bit about yourself and your personal life and how you are seeing the real estate industry right now coming along and what type of information you would like to provide to the listeners who are receiving this podcast from you. We could start off with your tenure or how long you've been in the real estate industry. So I've been in real estate uh, for about six and a half years now. I uh, came from the financial services industry, worked there right out of college for a couple different companies and had a, a good friend that was in real estate that said, hey, you need to get over here. Your skill set would really work well here and was a little hesitant, but you know, it was something that I'd finally decided to uh, pull the trigger and, and really glad that I did because it's something that I just really love doing. That's excellent. And what type of financial arena where you're in, where you're seeing the benefit to best help your clients with that experience? So I was working in like retirement savings. A lot of people with their 401ks, IRAs, even life insurance, things like that. Worked for a couple different companies once I graduated college. Yeah, it was something that I enjoyed doing, but it wasn't in my particular role, a, a face-to-face. I was in an office on a phone call all the time or didn't just like to sit there and be in the cubicle. So uh, real estate allowed me to get out and about, meet some new people and uh, help them in other ways. You know, obviously the uh, the financial services is something that is very important, but this is something that I feel really is, is life-changing. It's correct. And like you, uh, I too was being in the mortgage side of things. It is a financial arena, of course, but I went to school to be an accountant. And of course, that was another cubicle job. And I said, uh-uh, I'm going to try and get out and meet, meet people and tie the two together because numbers are my thing. But so are interacting with people and trying to provide them with great information to buy a house, which is sounds like what you're doing as well. So that's great. I know it got me excited about getting in the mortgage business, but what got you excited to get into real estate? Uh, just really being able to help people with that life-changing purchase. You know, I mean, I I know for me, uh, while I was still working in the financial services realm, I was, we purchased our first home, my wife and I, and was something I always was interested in doing, but I learned more about the process going through it myself and just thought that helping people find their dream homes, you know, help their portfolio in terms of investment properties, things like that was just more exciting and more fulfilling than what I was doing currently. And it sounds like that experience is something you're able to pass along to your clientele who may come to you and say, I've never owned a home before. What does this really look like and mean? And what are some of the benefits of home ownership in real estate? And sounds like your experience with that can be passed along to them to help them make some good decisions. Yeah, definitely. I mean, honestly, I work with a lot of first-time home buyers, and so you know they have a lot of questions along the way because I know I did, and I always tell them, you know, there's no such thing as a, a dumb question, like they say in school. 
you know, just uh, let me know what questions you have along the way, because not only is it just a guidance in terms of getting through the process to get you in that home, but it's also an educational piece as well so that they feel comfortable. And at the end of the day, they're really happy, not only with the house, but with their investment as well. For sure. I fall in that same category. So I work too with a lot of first-time home buyers and know the concerns and questions and fears that are out there. But if we share our personal stories about, well, when I bought my first home, this is what happened. I felt something very similar in buying my first home where my rent was $300. And then my mortgage payment came, was up to about $1,200. And just the transition to how you run your life doesn't really change very much, but you think it's going to change quite a bit before you entered into that, that kind of financial obligation. So I think sharing those stories with our clients gives them a little bit of comfort in knowing that they can do it too. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Honestly, one story I tell with most everyone that I work with is that communication is a big thing for me because in my first home purchase, the communication between myself and my lender at that time, which was not Mitch, uh, was not very good. I actually I had a checklist that he had sent me and all of these items were checked off. And so we're a couple about a week or so out out of closing and and I get the checklist and I say, oh, great, I got all these these things to him. I'm good to go. And he gets in touch with me a couple of days before closing and says, hey, did you get that checklist? I said, yeah, everything was checked. And he said, yeah, if it's checked, that means I need it. And I said, that's not how a checklist works. And so, you know, because of that, that was something that I really wanted to make sure that it, I mean, it was to the point where I almost didn't want to close. I was so upset about it. Everything worked out, but I don't want that for my clients. So that uh, to me, almost over communication is really important to me. And I think for everybody, whether it is a first time purchase or not, it's still a very high anxiety time period in people's lives. Oftentimes they're selling and buying at the same time. And that adds a whole nother layer of responsibilities and time that's taken away from them being at work. And it's just overwhelming. And so they do hire us to help guide and manage that whole transaction in a very communicative way. And um, that's a big part of what we do. So switching gears a little bit, you have lived in Colorado for how long? Oh, I guess 24 years now. I moved here when I was 10. My dad was in the uh, the Navy, and so we moved all over the place. I was uh, born in San Diego, lived in Pensacola, Florida, Virginia Beach, Virginia, and then we ended up out here when I was around 10. Nice. So my, my next question is going to fall perfectly into your time frame here, and, and that is, what is one of the changes that you've seen take place in our state or in the communities around us, the Denver metro area? that you feel has had the most influence on the real estate industry? I I mean, it's just everything that Colorado brings. You know, a lot of people talk about just the boom in Colorado and they say, you know, is this something that's going to continue to to grow? And Colorado only has room for growth, whether it's the availability of building, whether it's having a – hub for a lot of businesses that's not as expensive as California so they can come to Colorado and uh, have that West Coast presence that they want, but uh, save a little bit of money and not having to be in LA or San Francisco, something like that. And then most importantly, just the the natural resources we have. I mean, everyone you talk to that's moved here to Colorado is moving here because, oh, you know, we love the outdoors, everything that comes with it. So I got here really early. Don't remember Denver you know, when I first got here, but it's definitely a lot different, but uh, you can see why, you know, why it's such a popular place. 
No, and I agree. I moved here almost 30 years ago. And and my biggest takeaway of what I've seen change is I used to drive from Denver to Boulder and go up the Highway 36 Turnpike and only see farmland and cows and cattle and all, all sorts of animals. And that is not what it is today. It's been a dramatic shift. And I think what happens is when you live in a very popular area that people want to be at, you can't change the fact that people want to come here. You can't blame the people that want to get out here. You say, hey, Colorado's full. Don't come out here. But, you know, it's it's something that once they get here, you can see why they stay. And I, I can't blame them. So you have a unique, a unique offering to your clients. And that is you got into the real estate appraising business in addition to or in conjunction with your real estate profession. And I think that brings a ton of value to your clients in many different ways. Why don't you share with us uh, what you feel that value add is to your clients? Sure. Yeah. So just so that everyone's aware, the appraisal process, what it really is, is as an appraiser, I work with lenders to basically ensure that the property that's currently under contract is worth what they're paying for it based on sales around the neighborhood. And so... What that does is it allows me to be able to get extra insight and and really just see what homes are worth. And in this market especially, we've seen extreme increase in prices in the last six months. And for a while there, it was hard to keep up. And so what I'm able to do is not only just look at, hey, does this house fit your needs, but is it priced correctly as well? Because a lot of agents, they just are concerned with getting you under contract and you know we'll figure out the rest later. Whereas I'm not like that. I like to, hey, let's look at the numbers. Does the purchase price make sense? Is it going to appraise? Because if it doesn't, then that's going to lead to problems down the road. And I'd rather deal with those problems up front before we get going under contract instead of dealing with it down the road and then say things don't work out, you lose the house because it doesn't appraise and you're heartbroken. I always tell my clients, you know, I'd rather you be upset that you don't get it under contract than go through the process of going through inspection, doing the appraisal, start packing up your house, think you're good to go. And then the appraisal doesn't work out and we're back to square one because then you're really heartbroken. I think it's a phenomenal offering you have that comes with that because in our industry right now with properties being uh, sold so quickly and people paying more than the asking price, the knowledge that you have about should you pay more than whatever that asking price is and will it appraise or not? And if it may not appraise, then what and how does that impact the mortgage, which is where I come in? And there is a term these days called an appraisal gap. And that gap basically means someone has to pay cash out of pocket in addition to their normal down payment over the asking price of the home that they went under contract on if that appraisal comes in lower. So sometimes that means a buyer has to come out of pocket with more cash than they may or may not have. So I think you giving them that advice up front does save all the extra work and effort and costs that goes along with if it shouldn't appraise and they decide they couldn't buy it, had they known that appraised value up front or a better valuation of the appraisal, they can make better decisions like you just said. Right. And, you know, honestly, we're at a point in this market that people are just trying to get under contract. So they're not even looking at what the numbers really say. And so if it's something that fits within their budget and they like the house, they're putting an offer in and they'll worry about the rest of it later. And through 
the appraisal realm that I work, I see that a lot. And so, and then it ends up, like I said, causing headaches on, on the back end and, or having to come out of pocket with a lot of money. And like I said, I work with a lot of first time home buyers. Most of them don't have 10, 15, 20,000 to just put extra, you know, that that's going towards down payment, closing costs, things like that. So, you know, doing the homework on the front end saves you time, money, and heartache. Exactly. And I think it gives them confidence in knowing that you, number one, have the background and two, you're looking out for their best interests, which is ultimately, again, what our fiduciary responsibility is as licensed professionals in the real estate industry. So kudos to you for doing both and keeping those going because it is not an easy task or jobs that you do. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I think that once again, coming back to an education side of it, you know, most people just don't know. And so the more questions that I can answer for people, whether it's other real estate agents, mortgage brokers, buyers, sellers, things like that, because I have the benefit of knowing what each party is thinking, you know, the real estate agent and the appraiser. So the more I can help people, I think the better it's for everybody. We're going to go back in time. 10 years old, you grew up, you came to Colorado. When you were growing up and going to kind of elementary, middle school, high school, what did you think you were going to do after school and get into the professional world? What was your first thought of what you wanted to do? Oh, man. Well, I was an athlete growing up. And so if it didn't involve sports, I wasn't really concerned with it. So, you know, of course, thought I was going to be a professional football player, all that good stuff. And, you know, as I got a little bit older, I found out that, uh, you know, there's guys a little bit bigger, stronger, faster than me. And I, I had the benefit of always with doing those sports, having, you know, the hard work ethic, dedication to uh, that I've learned through those. And so it's definitely helped me later on in life. But uh Real estate's been kind of in my background. My whole family has has worked in real estate. My mom, my grandmother, my uncle, they all work in the title industry. And so I it was something I was exposed to at a younger age, but definitely not what I thought I was going to be doing. Right. And was there a position you played in football? Yeah, I played uh, linebacker on the the defensive side and so something that I enjoyed doing. I played uh, for a couple of years up at Colorado State. And then after that, coached for a number of years uh, back in my at my old high school. So football, a, it's a big part of my life. But it's something that, like I said, I thought I was going to make my life. But now it's just something that I enjoy. And how's your body holding up today? All of your, 30, <laughs> all of your 34 uh, years of age. You know, I'm I'm all right. It's uh, you know, with football usually comes the uh, the concussion concerns, and luckily I, I made it out of that all right. A couple aches here and there, but overall not too bad. And you know, it's interesting because you, you point out that you were coaching and and being on a team such as football in real estate. The, the team concept is everything. You and I can't do everything on our own. We must build a team around us. And your team would consist of people like myself, a lender. An inspection company, an appraising company or appraisers, title insurance companies, all the things that we need. And, and managing a team is crucial in having the experience for our buyers or sellers be a very, lack of a better word, smooth transaction to get through and navigate the uh, transaction from start to finish. So being able to manage however many young men that you had, had to manage as a football coach uh, is a skill that easily transfers into real estate, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's working with different personalities, 
different skill sets and really just trying to use everybody's skills and talents to get to a common goal. And with the Carol Kessler team that that we work with, uh, you know, not only do we have our, our lenders, inspectors, things like that, but, uh, you know, we have our teammates. I work with uh, Katie Kessler and Jordan Kessler and also Jim Carroll, who's been in the uh, the business for 35 plus years. And so we have a wealth of knowledge on our team that allows us to be able to ask questions if we've been in situations that we haven't run into before that, you know, hey, have you have you dealt with this? And it, it allows us to be able to be more knowledgeable and help our clients out. So speaking of managing people, you have a family. Tell us a little bit about your family and maybe a one or two short, funny stories about something of being a father of your children. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I have my wife, Ashley. Uh, we actually are high school sweethearts. We went to uh, Pomona High School together and we've been together ever since then. And we have two little girls. One's five and another is 19 months. And uh, they are keeping me on my toes, to, to say the least. Uh, you know, I'm getting all kinds of sass from, from all of them. And I'm outnumbered, but they're so much fun. And growing up, I had a, uh, a younger brother and a much younger sister. She's about 10 years younger than me. So getting to see the little girl side is uh, is a lot of fun. It's, it's a learning experience, definitely for me. I'm constantly reminded of things that I've said and just kept accountable. We'll just say that. Yes, I understand. So I have uh, three daughters myself. So you will, you will continuously be accounted for for things you will probably say, I never said that. And they will pull out their iPhone and tell you, "Oh, yes, you did. I have it on. I have it on a recording here." <laughs> luckily, I, yeah. Luckily, I'm I'm don't have to deal with the phones and everything. Even though my oldest is already asking for one, but uh, we have a great time. We we love to travel, go outdoors, do the camping thing. My wife and I are, are big Disney fans, so we like to go out to all the Disney parks and and those are just memories that you know you can't you can't ever replace. And so it's uh, it's things that you know we love to do growing up that now we get to uh, do those experiences with our with our kids. That's great. Good for you guys. Um, do you guys have any uh, pets in your family? We do. Uh, I have two dogs, uh, Champ and Charlie. Uh, Champ's a little bit older. He's about 13. He's a lab, husky, German shepherd mix. So my house is covered in dog hair. But uh, he's he's getting up there in age. Uh, but uh, I've had him since I was back in college. And, um, you know, he's he's my guy. So and then we have a uh, Charlie. He's about six or seven. Uh, he's a Australian Labradoodle. Uh, my grandparents actually breed Australian Labradoodles and he's one of their breeding dogs. So he has probably about a hundred children. He's a great dog though. I mean, just very loving and excitable. And yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, the girls get to run around with them and, and have a good time as well. And then what are some activities, one or two, that you like to do outside of coaching, outside of appraising, outside of real estate that you enjoy doing that kind of gives you some peace of mind, a little uh, getaway time that it feels right for you to do? Yeah, like I said, you know, we're, we're big outdoor people, so we love going camping, going fishing while we're doing that. We've got a little camper that we take out, usually try to take a couple, uh, couple of trips a summer to get out there and do that. Wintertime, like to hit the, the ski slopes and, uh, and go snowboarding. 
And then springtime for me, I, I love going golfing. Probably should be better than I am how much I play, but uh, still, it's a good excuse to get out and, uh, you know, hang out with some friends, business uh, partners, things like that. If you're working all the time, then you're sitting there just stressed and not enjoying life. And, you know, that's going to come back on your dealings with your clients, you know. And so the more rested and just happier person that you are, you're going to be dealing with your clients in a better manner. So given the real estate, state of real estate today, we've seen it shift a little bit recently, but it's still extremely strong, strong, meaning low inventory. And so uh, a little bit more challenging to find a home if you're a buyer that meets your needs. As a new home buyer, what uh, advice would you provide to a new home buyer about the strategy around getting started when you're looking at homes, what you should do, how to present a good offer, and what type of expectations should they have on maybe kind of a time frame of what it might take from start to finish to finding the home and, and actually going into contract? Yeah, so the the market's changing a little bit. You know, working with a lot of first time home buyers, we get these type of questions a lot. And and really the first step when it comes to going through the home buying process is going through the pre-qualification process. Uh, So working with Mitch, working with a lender to find out, one, can I qualify? There's lots of programs out there and lots of down payment options, things like that. And so finding out what options are best for you. And so finding out exactly where you fit in terms of purchase price and loan type, things like that, to really get the ball rolling. And so from there, when I work a lot with my buyers, I like to cast a wide net when it comes to the area that we're looking in, the type of home, things like that, because I would rather look at a lot of different properties as compared to narrowing it down so much that there's only a few to choose from because especially as first-time home buyers generally you're not going to get everything on your checklist and you have to find out what is the most important things to where i'm at in my life right now and so going through looking at a lot of uh, properties online going and seeing a lot of properties in person allow you to be able to find out hey i really like this area or i don't like this area so much hey we really need that fourth bedroom or you know three should be fine so you know things like that th- that help you kind of narrow things down and then when it comes to actually putting in that offer is just having someone once again coming back to what's important the communication uh, someone that's going to work hard in communicating with the listing agent so that your offer is presented in the best light uh, work hard with the lender so that everything is on time so that lender is reaching out to that listing agent talking about how good of a buyer you are so that uh, that listing agent feels comfortable moving forward. And so those are things that that we do to be able to make our offers look better than others, build that rapport, and just get everybody excited about moving forward and working together. And so those are things that seem minor, but can make a big difference. Exactly. And that communication with the other agents is crucial in the education side from the lending side to making them feel comfortable that the financing that's in place, which is very important in closing, the buyer does satisfy all the requirements for the type of financing they're obtaining and that the company can close that transaction in a timely manner. So it's great, great points. So on the other spectrum, if I was a homeowner currently and I wanted to sell my home, what type of advice and information and strategies would you share with a client like that? 
think when it comes to listing your home, the biggest thing is going to be making sure that the price is right. And in a market that right now is changing a little bit, I mean, we're not in the same market that we were in back in June and July. And just because your neighbor's house down the street sold for this amount doesn't automatically make your house worth ten dollars or $15,000 more. And so making sure that you really have that pricing down is key. Um, and with my background as an appraiser, I'm able to see not only what it potentially could appraise for, but hey, we also have to look at what's our competition out there. If we have a buyer coming through, what are they looking at besides just our house? And what can we do to make our house stand out above and beyond everything else? Uh, so whether that's uh, staging, whether it's professional photos, you know, things like that that just help your house stand out. But uh, I mean, the pricing part of it, when you get into a market that's changing a little bit from what we were just going through, is very key. And that's great advice. And again, I think that's where your appraising background is so crucial and unique as a, an offering to a, someone who wants to sell their home, where you can really pinpoint really good data that they may not be able to get from anyone else to provide information about what the, the sweet spot is to list their home. And if they get a higher offer or two, wonderful. But the expectation is set that here's, here's what I know what the market will bear in the moment. So as a successful local real estate agent, and local being a keyword because it's so important to know your market, what can your clients expect from you, whether they're a buyer or seller, that you would say makes you stand out? Like we had talked about, I've been here in Colorado since I was 10 years old. And so I, I've seen the changes that have occurred. And I'm plugged in in a different way than a lot of other people are with the appraising side of things. You know, I'm... I appraise all over the state. And so regardless of where we're working, I'm familiar with it. I've worked there before. I I know what's going on inside of that market. And so not every market is the same. The Arvada market could be different than the Westminster market, which is different than downtown Denver. So just having those insights of having an idea of where to find the information where to be able to go to be able to find buyers uh, allows me to be able to list your property differently than a lot of other agents. And I, and I agree. So I work with a lot of agents and uh, that is such great information and value that you can provide to your clients that I think they'll understand and appreciate and uh, decide hopefully to work with you when the time comes. So is there anything else you would like to let uh, listeners know? Uh, that we have not covered today about yourself or about your business or anything else you think would be important to share? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I just want to go back to to our team. I think that the team that we work together so well, uh, just because when you work with a lot of agents, you're working with just one person. And whether that's in terms of their knowledge, whether it's that their availability, you have to go with what they say. Whereas with us, If you're wanting to see a property and I'm not available, one of my teammates is. If you have questions that I can't answer, one of my teammates knows the answer to it. And so that's something that I really feel brings immense value to any of our clients is that when you're working with one of us, it's not just us. You get the whole team. And so just something that we're able to bring to make you feel comfortable, make you feel valued because... We do value. We love all of our clients. 
they're not just clients to us. A lot of them are friends and family that we have been referred to. And so we take it personally when we, when we work with our clients. And so you're not just getting me, you're getting a whole team behind me as well. And I've worked with your team for many, many years. And I totally agree with that comment. It makes a huge difference to have more than, than you, more than you as the resource, because there's Jim Carroll, who's got many years in the business, as well as having availability of more people in addition to you. So that's great. What is the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you to learn more about buying or selling real estate with you? Yeah. Um, phone, my cell phone. I always have it with me. Call, text. Phone number is uh, 303-910-9828. More than happy to as well. If uh, you know, chat on Facebook, just TJ Carvalho and message there. We're on all of the social media platforms with Instagram and, and Twitter and Facebook, all that. But f- the phone, it's, it's always right by my side. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending time today. It was a pleasure learning more about you, your uh, passion in real estate and appraising, that you're a great father and family man, and you're a dedicated Colorado person. And uh, we look forward to continued business together. And I hope your clients who receive this podcast today uh, will enjoy learning more about you. Hey, Mitch, thank you so much for the opportunity to chat today. It was, uh, it was a pleasure. This episode was brought to you by Pivot Lending Group, NMLS 10995. Copyright 2021, Pivot, all rights reserved. Financial Funding Solutions Incorporated, DBA Pivot Lending Group. 10397 West Centennial Road, Littleton, Colorado, 80127. Pivot does business in accordance with the Fair Housing Law and Equal Credit Opportunity Act. Pivot Lending is regulated by the Division of Real Estate, Colorado. To learn more or find a full listing of our state licensing, visit pivotlending.com or nmlsconsumeraccess.org.